A dyke and a drag queen survive the end of days. Episode 2, Dream Translations. Tis better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. Sir Alfred Lord Tennyson. Serious question. What planet do these men even live on, like for real? Is it supposed to be relatable? Jesus Christ! The roof of the St. Regis is all cool, chunked concrete. Not somewhere guests would have been invited to spend their time. It's too industrial, too honest. Not like the ballroom, not like the bedrooms. There are only a couple of rusted folding chairs up here, all left over from employee smoke breaks. I don't bother with them, though. I just lay on the ground, lay down and look up. The night sky is like the ocean in Verst. There are exceptionally few perks of surviving past your species expiration date, but the opportunity to witness the sky in its truest, undiluted form tops the list. Once our electric lights blinked out, the veil separating the earth and the heavens disintegrated. It is unspeakably profound. Dirk. Hey, Dirk. Are you awake? Dirk? I scramble to the concrete ledge of the roof, leaning over and gazing down. For a terrible second, I expect to see cars, pedestrians, traffic lights. But all around me, abyss. You're missing it. It's amazing. It's amazing that this happens every night. God, not even. It's happening all the time. Even during the day, we just can't see it. There's so much we can't see. There's so much more out there, and we're just sitting around. I never paid any attention when... before. No one paid any fucking attention, ever, to anything. Everyone. Everyone! You're all gone, and you're all fucking missing it! You're missing it, and I'm alone! Fuck you! Fuck you! I'm glad you're all fucking dead! You deserve it! This is the Earth reclaiming herself! We all deserve to be devoured! Kit. Kit, baby doll, what is with the screaming? I hate it. I hate this place, this dumb fucking hotel. Please spare me the dramatics. You're just anxious. You get anxious when you smoke. I don't know why you do it when you know this will happen. Come on, Kit. Go inside. Go to sleep. Nights are hard. This shit always looks better in the mornings. Smoking doesn't make me anxious. I'm always anxious. Smoking just removes the filter. I just express the anxiety when I smoke. And does expressing the anxiety help relieve the anxiety? No. No, it does not. Then, God, why bother smoking in the first place? Because it's the only time I feel like I really see, well, anything. When I'm high, I look at the sky, and I see the sky. And it's as beautiful as it is horrible. And I... 
I would rather take the bad with the good than walk through the world blind. Yeah, all right. I'm positive I read that in a fortune cookie at P.F. Chang's. Go to bed, please. I need my beauty sleep. <sighs> Fine. I'm going to bed. I don't care about a bucket of fries, Dirk. That thing I said about how if I could have anything, it'd be a bucket of... Ugh, fuck. Yeah, I'm just... I am lonely. I know. I was a scoutmaster for my cousin's Boy Scout troop. He was 12. On weekends, I volunteered at the aviary. There was this one bird, this condor. She only ate when I fed her. I was a librarian. No one ever suspects that. Oh, but I loved it. <laughs> I was about to start applying to grad school. Studying to be a vet tech, maybe somewhere out west, Oregon, or Washington. I had a dog. Terrible little yippy thing. Pomeranian mix. You would have hated him. And he certainly would have hated you. I really wanted to live in Washington. Seattle. Ever visited? No. Never had a chance to go. I was planning to. Loosely planning. Well... Fantasized about it, at least. I had a change jar, I mean, where I would, you know, stash money away and daydream about backpacking through the state, living there with, I don't know, someone. And a big dog, not a terrible little yippy thing. Is there anywhere you wanted to visit back before? Europe. My sister had enlisted in the army. She was at Fort Benning near the Alabama state line. All set to deploy overseas. Syria or some bullshit. I cannot handle Syria. But I thought being on the same side of the pond might be nice. I'm so sorry. We both lost people. Though, sometimes I imagined that the other half of the world was left untouched. That war is over, not just this war, all war. And she is on a beach somewhere, lounging in the sun and flirting with foreign men. <laughs> Living the dream for us both. I regret not asking you more about yourself before now. I just, it's hard not to get stuck in your head in a situation like this. So, a librarian, huh? It started because I liked the way books smelled. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I was even in a library. I always thought of them as kind of dated. Maybe that opinion is informed by the fact that you never go inside them. Libraries are radical spaces, kid. Yeah. Hell yeah. Whole buildings dedicated to publicly accessible knowledge. Baby, I'm no academic, but that shit gets me up in the mornings. Places where anybody, the broke, the, the homeless, anybody can use the internet, read a book, take a class. Damn, I miss that. So, 
A scoutmaster? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I always liked being outside. I used to build forts in the woods behind my house as a kid. Play barefoot in the creek, flip over rocks, and catch salamanders to scare my mom with. I got a Swiss Army knife for my 13th birthday and carried it everywhere. The Scoutmaster thing was fun. I wasn't sure what a group of preteen boys was going to think of me, but, well, turns out, as long as their Scoutmaster lets them roll in the dirt, they don't care about much else. I think you're a better person than I am. I think you are definitely a better person. No. You're just what? 23, 24? 23. Actually, shit. Probably 24 now. I've definitely turned 24. Shit. Well, happy birthday. Thanks. I guess. Shit. 23, 24? The world is supposed to be all about you at 23 and 24. You're still figuring your shit out. You are not a bad person. You haven't even decided what kind of person you are yet. I don't know if that's true. What about you? How old are... I just hadn't asked. There's a lot I haven't asked. 29. 31. But that stays between us. Your secret is safe with me. Were you seeing anyone before? No. No. Single and free, Buttercup. And you? Yes. I don't want to talk about it. Fair enough. I'm sorry for your loss. Can we sleep outside tonight? Can we just sleep here? No, baby, we should go inside. You especially. You don't have enough meat on your bones to keep you warm out here. It's fine. It's not cold. That's what you say now, but your body temperature drops in your sleep. You'll wake up freezing. I don't mind. You will. You will, though. I'm so sick of that bed. What are you talking about? There are clouds that are less soft than those mattresses. I hate them. Well, you've never said anything about that before. I've thought about it, though. Every night for months, I've thought about how miserable I am in that bed. Pick a new bed, then. Shit! You've got a hundred other rooms to choose from. Dirk, we have to get out of here. Kit. Bed. It's a city built by ghosts. It's as dead as they are. We're sleeping in the gutted belly of a corpse. We can't keep living here. We need to leave, like, tomorrow. We have time before the sewers flood. We shouldn't expend energy when there isn't a need. It's a ticking time bomb. Any number of things could launch this place into renewed disaster. It's safer to be somewhere rural, somewhere relatively untouched. And the sooner we can get there, the sooner we can really start to- Cut the shit, Kit! We are fine here! Whatever you're trying to escape, you can't outrun by leaving Atlanta. Give me a break. Go to bed. 
These anxiety attacks, god damn. And you go and smoke your brain to shit anyway. Yeah, well, you can't bring anyone back by staying here. Atlanta doesn't exist anymore. Atlanta was your sister and my girlfriend. Atlanta was the people who fucking died. This place is a husk. There's nothing for us here. Every second we spend here is a second we waste. I mean, what are we supposed to do? Farm in the sidewalk cracks? For Christ's sake. Go to bed, kid. Shit. Stop. Wait. I shouldn't have brought your sister into this. I just... Dirk, please. I'm a little stupid because I'm a little high. Or maybe I'm always a little stupid. I'm sorry. I hate fighting with you. You're all I have, which is... God, that also sounds insensitive. I just... Never go to bed angry, right? Isn't that a thing marriage counselors say? Listen, I know how to siphon gas. That what the Boy Scouts of America is teaching nowadays? No, it... I was 15, and I tried to run away, and I crashed the car, obviously, and... Ugh, it's irrelevant. It's just a thing I know how to do. It's one of the many things I know how to do. I feel like... Like you've been our backbone these last few months, and I've been like this toxic, morose, paranoid mess. But if we leave, I can be useful. I'll carry you, Dirk. I swear I won't let anything happen to you. Let's not kid ourselves, Cupcake. If you tried to carry me, <laughs> you'd snap like a toothpick. I can't stay here. I am rotting right along with the architecture. I think, I think we both are. I don't know. I know where we can go. You just have to trust me. It isn't a matter of trust. It's a matter of practicality. The reason everyone died in the first place, or dissipated, dissolved, they're gone because they stopped moving. It will happen to us. We might not turn to dust, but we'll peter out, waste away among wine bottles and wrappers from various non-perishable snacks. Or I will. You might not. You'll keep up with your drag, keep living, but I... I might not. Please, for me. Tomorrow? That's not reasonable. If we're going to leave, and I'm not saying we are, we have to be smart about it. We need to stockpile. Yeah. Okay. Not a bad idea, stockpiling. But we have to set a deadline. We have to hold each other accountable. Three days to gather supplies and develop a plan, and then we are out of here. Deal? I don't understand the rush. I have to rip off the Band-Aid. If I don't just do it, I never will. It's like Seattle, you know? I'll just dream about it. You don't have to come with me. Kit, what nonsense are you spewing now? I'm just saying... I don't want to strong-arm you into doing anything you don't want to do. Fuck that. Fuck you. <laughs> we are not splitting up. If you have to leave, then we will leave, and we will leave together. You mean it? You're sure? Three days? Yes. Yes, three days. Oh, fuck you. I won't resent you if you can't, Dirk. Shut up. All right. Three days. Thank you, Dirk. Thank you. Now come to bed, 
unless there are other logistical or ethical quandaries that must be solved before sunrise. If I think of any, you will be the first to hear. Don't I know it. Je t'aime. And good night. <laughs> Je t'aime. And I slip into my room while he continues down the hall. It's dark, but the path is familiar now. I don't rely on my eyes quite the way I used to. I climb into the bed, the bed I've come to loathe, underneath those sheets with the ridiculous thread count, comfortable in a sterile sort of way. A hotel can never be a home. I've only had one home before, and when I'm alone at night, I can't help but remember her. I don't sleep soundly anymore. My body is too used to being shaken awake at random intervals, too used to hearing her dreams relayed to me, always wrapped up with, isn't that weird, Kit? What do you think it means? And I would translate. Through the fog of my own sleep, I would make something up with comically little authority until, after a series of affirmative mumblings, she would fall back asleep. We never talked about it in the mornings. I wonder if she even remembered it happened. Where I can hear her breathing in the room with me, but no. No. I've only forgotten what I sound like when I cry. A Dyke and a Drag Queen Survive the End of Days is created by Hannah Manikowski in collaboration with Carly Johnson. The voice of Kit is Amanda Ripley. The voice of Dirk is Joshua Christian Wyatt. Sound and mixing provided by William Lowe.